0: You're listening to Campus Review Radio. To register for our upcoming Higher Equity Summit, examining the various barriers to equality in higher education, visit campusreview.com.au and
1: follow the links to Higher Equity Summit. I suppose my first question is, why the University of Canberra?
0: Oh, why the University of Canberra? Why not the University of Canberra? (laughs) Um, University of Canberra... Uh, is a very attractive institution at this point in time. It's been rising so rapidly through the rankings uh, on a global scale. It's in the top 4 or 5% of universities in the world right now. And that's amazing for a young university. It's also a university that's uh, that's taken a path which is rather distinctive. Um, and one of the most distinctive features of that path is the way it's... Uh, it's uh, working with the community especially in this uh, in the campus development plan uh, Bringing the community and the and the institution together physically and and functionally Um, there's nothing like that that's happening anywhere else in the world. So um, Looking at it from uh, Canada, it sounded like just an opportunity that I would uh, not want to miss
1: when you accepted the offer Were there other offers on the table for you?
0: well there are always, in our business, there are always irons in the fire, um, but uh, uh, let's just say that I accepted this offer because it was the most attractive one on my radar at that point.
1: You've told The Australian you're keen to get in, involved in some good old-fashioned institution building at UC. Could you give some more detail on that?
0: Um, let's uh, be, let's go to the first point I raised. Um, it's an institution that's done very well recently, and especially in the last decade. It, it had some difficulties before that, but uh, my predecessor has been working very hard. It's, brought, it's an institution that's been brought um, to a point where uh, I think it's absolutely ripe now for, for a global uh, role uh, in, as a very prominent institution. So, One of my first orders of business would be to build uh, quality further from where it is today, Uh, expand our program base, and focus on excellence uh, in all aspects. Um, So that would be one aspect of institution building that I'll spend a lot of time on. Um, The second one is the way uh, the campus development plan is going to unfold. It's it's a massive plan. It's going to uh, be executed over the next 10 to 15 years. It's a project worth close to $2 billion. Um, But the key to the success of this project is that it has to succeed in bringing together uh, the physical aspect of the development with the the core missions of the institution, and that is the research and, and teaching mission of the institution. So what we build here has to create linkages between the community and the institution in a very practical way where the where, where what we develop on this campus, whether it is in the health sector or residential or innovation precinct and so on, all of that works as a living laboratory where um, not only we provide services to the community, but the community becomes a partner in building this institution. Mm-hmm. And those two um, are going to be my key emphases. Um, embedded in that is that this, this the path that we've chosen, uh, it will uh, bring more and more uh, of experiential learning into our teaching uh, because we are Stitching together these partnerships with the community where our students, they don't simply learn in the classroom, they go actually get their hands dirty and 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 learn in a very practical manner so that when they get out of the university, when they graduate, they hit the ground running and they're ready for their, not only their first job but for long-term, lifelong success.
1: Could you tell us a little bit about your um, education journey?
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I've been educated at numerous institutions because my dad used to move around a lot, but let's just start at the university level. Uh, I did my bachelor's degree and master's degree at Punjab Agricultural University in uh, in the state of Punjab in India. And that was in 1977. Uh, a few months later, in early 1978, I moved to Australia to do my PhD at the University of Adelaide. Um, that, I finished that in 1982 and then moved to, a, to, to Canada uh, where I've been for the last 34 years uh, working at four of uh, Canada's top institutions uh, and, and most recently at the top institution in the country and one of the top universities in the world, that's University of Toronto.
1: You said that at the University of Canberra you want to get the students out of the classroom and get them some practical experience and practical learning yep. and all that sort yep. of stuff. Was that something that you experienced during your time at university?
0: But partly, but increasingly, I've been involved in uh, in it from the other side. That's as a as a, as a provider of education. Um, I spent uh, time as a dean at the University of Waterloo, uh, which is uh, in just outside Toronto, about an hour's drive west of Toronto. Uh, it's uh, it's a university that's renowned for its co-op system of education, where uh, there is the work-integrated learning has been taken to that extreme level where Students, uh, they study one term, they go out and and uh, work one term in a way that is integrated with their learning, come back, and, and then resume their studies, and the whole work experience and the, educa- and, and the academic experience, they are both uh, stitched together in a way that one supports the other. And when they get out of it, uh, they've done four to five co-op terms, and they are often already getting offers from these employers where they've been doing their co-op terms. Now, there's nothing like that in Australia on that scale, but Waterloo is the world's largest provider of co-op education. And um, I have, um, so to speak, uh, cut my teeth in that institution, and that's the sort of know-how that I want to bring to UC and, uh, and build upon it. Whether we introduce that model of education at uh, UC or do it in a different way, that's to be seen because we're going to look at the realities on the ground here, but uh, something on those lines will happen here.
1: Speaking more broadly about um, Australia's higher education sector, what would you say are some of the biggest challenges that you've observed?
0: Um, I think the the financial concerns are always there. Um, I think there is a a constant debate that has been going on uh, in Australia for a long time now on funding of the universities. Um, I think we need to settle that debate one way or the other. Um, uh, uncertainty is never healthy for any sector of our economy, and uh, education is a huge part of Australia's economy. Not only just economy directly as it contributes at, at a given time to, to, to our economy, but the, the higher education institutions have a lasting impact on our our, our society, both economically and socially. Uh, so we need to give some element of stability, and um, and that can happen only when we have policies that are uh, drawn up for 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 um, a long period, and that can endure. That's what I would see as um, as uh, the major major challenge for uh, for our sector in Australia.
1: And I just have um one last. will you miss Toronto. <laughs>
0: um, you know what? I have lived and so many different places that uh, I miss them all, but I also am, uh, you know, because i moved so moved around so much, I've become good at uh, adapting to the new place and not shedding too many tears about the past. So, yes, there are elements of Toronto that I would miss, but, uh, you know, with every loss, there comes again, and Canberra is a fantastic city, and I'm looking forward to enjoying uh, this new life here.